Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Well, y'all know we are pretty much transparent about everything we learn in our business. We immediately take it. And we turn around and teach it because we don't like to hold back. We are not secrets. We don't like to keep them. We You're like oversharers by nature. Oversharers, definitely. You get the good, bad, and the ugly in that overshare. <laughs> Sorry about you. <laughs> but that's what we're doing today. We're oversharing again. You're welcome. <laughs> We are actually oversharing in a free masterclass that we're having on June 20th of 2017 at noon Central Standard Time, and it's going to be a party. We actually call them Lunch Break Booty Shakes because they're happening during our lunch break, and we dish out some strategy and tactics, and inside that workshop, we're going to be talking a lot about what we call the perfect business roadmap, and I'm sure you've heard us say this word by now. But today we wanted to kind of dive in deeper about the roadblocks, the perfect business roadblocks. And we do that because, you know, you can, you can learn right from everything that we dish out. When we learn something, we dish it out and we do that via the podcast or our blog or courses or webinars or whatever. And specifically with the free content, like you can compile all of that search, all of that stuff and search on Google and find other stuff. And you can definitely 100% have success. We know that a lot of people have found a lot of benefit from listening or reading and learning along with us. And and that's super valuable. And it's what we did at the beginning where we kind of like dove into a lot of content of people who, who we knew and who we trusted and who we saw were doing big things. But I think that One of the important pieces that not everyone talks about are the mistakes that they made in their business and what kind of held them back. And not just like mindsets and like, oh, I wasn't charging what I was worth and that held me back. But like literally what did you do that prevented you from making more money faster? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. But if you want more of like the positive roadmap and the actual steps that we've never really laid out before that we took in our business 
to be successful, I'd love to have you join us in our free masterclass. And you can head to that by heading to bit.ly slash perfect biz roadmap. And the first letter of each word is capitalized. We'll drop that link in the show notes also. So you can just handy dandy click it. But if you're like super excited and you want to go do that right now, it's free. So you should definitely join us at bit.ly slash perfect biz roadmap. But let's get into some mistakes. Yeah, well, we are human. So what? I know. We we look like perfect 1950s. <laughs> I'm aware. Um, oh, that's the biggest line of BS I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, no, we're human. And so we we make mistakes like everybody else. And the thing is, we want and if we could do anything, we want to help you avoid them. We want to help you either if you can't avoid them, at least make them less bumpy, less crazy, less long and drawn out and help you find a solution quickly because we know you're going to get to them at some point and you're going to have to make a choice. You either are going to like jump dive in and you're going to like get in stuck in the mud or you are going to be able to kind of just like skip over the puddle a little bit. Skip did a do. Skip did a do. Okay. <laughs> so this first one I want to talk about is really investing in systems. So if y'all don't know me, which I'm not sure some of you don't, that's, that's fine. You don't have to know me, but I am the biggest cheapskate on the planet. <laughs> and I used to like hoard all my dollar bills. I still hoard them pretty tightly, but not nearly as much. And I was very hesitant about investing in anything because I always thought there had to be a way to bootstrap it, to figure it out, to make it work with either manpower, like we would do it. Woman power. Woman power. Or we would find ways to kind of piecemeal it together with free things that were out there. Mm-hmm. And that worked for a while, but... Well, and there's simply nothing wrong with that mentality. Oh, yeah. And it's what... It's the thing that helped us be and continue to be the debt-free business, which is something I'm really proud of being a part of because we've talked about different money mentalities before and that's not something I don't think I would have been able to establish if I were by myself. But there definitely comes a point when that mentality and that block prevents you from success. A hundred percent. And so there there was a couple of times in our business where... I probably took the reins on a decision where Emily was like, we can upgrade, we can get this system or whatever. And I'm like, no, let's wait. And most of the time I didn't regret it, but there was a few times in particular where I really just wish, and I can think of two really good solid examples, where I really wish we had just invested sooner And bit the bullet because ultimately they made us more money in our business. Mm -hmm. Well, tell me about those things. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I guess if you want to know. So one of them was automating our emails with ConvertKit. So we had been on MailChimp for a really long time and 
we had piecemealed together our lists and we had a ton of freebies and our blog was ginormous, but we waited a really long time to switch because we just weren't sure we were ready and we were okay paying the price. Well, I don't know why, like ConvertKit is very competitively priced. Like it's pretty much the same once you start getting into the paid bracket range. It's not exactly the same. So don't quote me on that. But well, and features have changed because, you know, the, we did this over a year ago. But at the right. time, it was yeah. when automation specifically was not included in the free sure. version on MailChimp. Yeah. And so it was literally like a $4 difference, I think, per month. Yeah. And we just like didn't do it. And mm-hmm. When we finally made the switch, our business income quadrupled the following year. Yep. And that's literally like, it's because we were able to talk to specific people who had opted in for a specific thing more clearly. So we could talk to just people who signed up for a webinar. We could talk to people who just signed up for this particular opt-in or who came in through this channel. And what we learned is that And I mean, this sounds super obvious saying it out loud, but the more specific you can address a person instead of being super general about it, the more that they're going to feel like you're talking directly to them. And the more they feel like you're talking directly to them, the more like in love with you they are and connected with you that they are and engaged with you and all of that stuff. And all of those behaviors result in them either sticking around and cheering you on more and more loudly, even if they can't afford you, or actually buying from you over and over again. Yeah. And the the second expense was really around our course platform. We were, I don't know why, but it was just like, Paying a monthly fee was well, just... Well, it was... it well, Like, I remember this so clearly where, you know, we had we were first looking at switching over to a paid course platform and, you know, there there were the different tiered packages and I think one was like 79 or... And I'm just making this up because it was a long time ago, but that was a lot of money per month. Like, that was the most expensive thing we would have been spending per month because ConvertKit, we started out pretty small and then it ramped up like very quickly with how many people we were getting on our list. But I remember sitting with my husband and saying, okay, if we sell this thing next month and so we have to switch over to this play platform like at the very last minute, how many people do like do we need to sell in order to justify this plan or this plan or this plan? And so we like crunched all the numbers. He's like, if you think you're going to get this many students, it makes sense for you to buy this plan. Like we were like literally so hesitant about it because we were paying upfront for something that we, I mean, we knew would sell, but didn't really know like if we were going to sell any the next month. So would it justify continuing to have it? And I'm telling you what, when we made the switch to make our course portal easier to use, easier to sign up, prettier, like we then just sold more. I don't know what the big stinking deal was. Like Mm -hmm. now, granted, I think we were very, at the time, very strategic. Like looking back now, it seems goofy that we did that. But literally we were trying to figure out where the price breaks were. Where were we going to make the money back? Because you could either pay a percentage plus a fee 
or you could pay a flat fee without a percentage and all that. And so it was trying to figure out it, what person like mm-hmm. who buys this course at this price, is it going to be cheaper to actually be on the more expensive plan? Yeah. And so we did the math, but even getting on the platform. So I feel like that part itself was smart that we were crunching the numbers like yay mm-hmm. for us. But we should have had that conversation six months prior. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And we like, if you were to look at our income on Teachable, now granted, I can't say this is a result that is typical by any means, but it went from like... Results not guaranteed. It went from like $800 to like $3,000 to $9,000 to $15,000 like literally month over month. That's what it was. Like, I am not joking with you at all. So it was so worth it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like $99 for a system that made us look like a business. Like that. It's funny to think that we were trying to make our sole business. We're a course based business. Like Mm -hmm. if you're a calligrapher, like if, it's like saying you're a calligrapher and you're not willing to go buy the ink for your calligraphy. Like what? Like you have to have the tools to do your business. And we were like literally preventing ourselves from having the tools to run our own business. And so if there's things that are like core, I'm not saying it needs to be like extras. Right. Like if, if you're not a course creator, you don't right. need teachable. Because we have told people like, because my first course was on Squarespace and I just did a password protected page. So yeah. everyone had the same password. I just yeah. made it this like jumbled password. So it looked like it was unique. If you're only wanting to test the waters for course creation, or you really only want that one thing, like, no, I would not recommend paying a monthly yeah. fee for something. No. But if something is a core system for your business, if you are hesitating, I want you to ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. Email marketing and our course platform are literally the bread and butter of how our business works. And we waited to invest in both of those things. Yep. Yep. And so... Look, yeah, look at your core systems and and things that would make you doing the job better and easier and a and a more and benefit your customers. Absolutely, a more intuitive platform for them because chances are, if you are piecemealing it together, there's something on their end that is also piecemealed when they're having to sign in or click over here or do this, and no one wants that Mm-mm. at all. So this next piece, I mean, I feel like everyone says this, but we're jumping on the train and it's for all the same reasons, but I'll be real honest with you guys. When, before we brought on anyone else to this team, it was just Abby and I. Now granted, that's one more person than a lot of you probably have. So we recognize that we were a partnership and there are two people. So we'd already invested in each other, but Outside of that, everyone had always said, the second you grow your team and the second you invest in your team and the second you bring on people to start doing tasks that you don't need to be doing, you're going to make more money. And you hear all these articles, you read these posts on people who are like, I brought on a team and I quadrupled my income or whatever. And I had always rolled my eyes at stuff like that because I could not see how that was a thing. 
I could not see how spending so much money on people, because people are expensive as they should be. They're way more expensive than systems, by the way. Yes, way more. Yeah, so if we waited over six months before we should have done our email or, or course platform, imagine how long we waited until people. But I, I just could, I couldn't see the relation. And I think we convinced ourselves for months and months and months that it would be more work to bring someone on oh, than yeah. to finally have someone on. So know that all of those feelings, they're not new. I know probably every single person goes through that when they're thinking about bringing someone on. But I want to say that we, what I'm proud of for our business is that we did wait a while to bring on people, probably, you know, six to three to six months longer than we should have, at least, especially for some of those people. But we, as CEOs, did the work in our business for a long time, which enabled us to see how powerful that piece or not powerful that piece for our business was, like email marketing, like social media, like all of those things, right? So we realized the value and the literal monetary value that that thing had for our business. So we could then see, okay, bringing someone on to do this piece is going to end up bringing us this much money. So that means it's going to be worth it. Yeah, seeing the ROI on a contractor is sometimes Mm -hmm. really hazy, especially in the beginning, because when we first started hiring, we were literally just getting things off our plate. So they weren't Mm -hmm. necessarily things that were adding to our bottom line. They were literally just things that had to be done. They weren't helping us earn more profit, but... By getting things off our plate, Emily and I Mm -hmm. were allowed to focus on more things that would bring in more profit. And thus our business grew significantly, significantly. Months after we grew, like we added, you know, we added someone for editing the blog. But when we hired our first actual assistant with the blog, The last four months of 2016 Mm -hmm. were the most profitable months out of the year. And it was because we finally had help. Yep. We finally could breathe a little bit. Oh, you mean we don't need to be making graphics and formatting our blog and like scheduling it to Squarespace? Like what? (laughs) And here's the thing. Some of y'all, you're at the beginning and you still need to do that at the beginning. But there comes a point where it makes sense. And it's a scary change. Mm -hmm. But you're allowed to give over control. And when you get to that point, you're going to be like, but I'm going to do it better. Or they don't Mm -hmm. understand how I work. Or they don't, they don't get me or they, they can't possibly do it the same way I would. But I challenge you to bring on people that are better at that job than you are. Because yep. there are people out there, I promise you. Yep. If you're not a trained writer, I guarantee you bringing on a writer <laughs> would be a, a good investment. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying for every little thing in your business. Like, they're not going to write every social media post, every email, every launch, every whatever. But just for a project or two. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? 
I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I feel like we all fall on the excuse of, well, I just wanted to be in control. And I know that that's part of it. Like, hello, been there. But I, I also want to like give us all some grace in the sense that like, we might say that that's the reason, but I honestly think more often than not, it's because we literally do not know what we are better at in our business and oh, what sure. we shouldn't, like actually shouldn't be doing. Because 
as small business owners, and especially creative small business owners, we're told to wear all the hats at the beginning. We're the social media manager. We're the marketer. We're the content creator. We're the customer service person. Like we're all of these things and we have to be. And, and I feel like it's really good for you to be all of those things at some point. But how do we know which of those little tiny hats to take off first? And how do we know which of those hats like are actually a core piece of our brand and our business? And so giving yourself the grace to figure that out, I think is necessary. And to recognize that it's not easy to really truly figure out what you should be working on every day that's going to push your business forward. Yeah. We're still figuring it out. Everybody is still figuring it out. If if you think somebody has it all figured out, you are so wrong. Even <laughs> even the big big kahunas out there, you, you know, Coke, Nike, Apple, whatever, they are scared shitless of the <laughs> what's happening because the world is changing so fast and everyone is trying to keep up, and so. There is no room for anyone to get comfortable. You just have to mm-hmm. keep going and you have to keep trying and you have to keep showing up. Mm-hmm. And they do it. I mean, granted, they have hundreds, if not mm-hmm. thousands of members of teams. But, you know, you don't need to be Apple and be a billion dollar business. Or I'm, I'm are they trillion dollars? I don't know. Lots of money. Lots, Lots of, of money. <laughs> but I think they can take the all key, my money. <laughs> <laughs> the key here is, is noticing when your business has reached a plateau. Yes. And recognizing that in order for you to get over that hump, you're going to have to make some decisions and you're going to have to put some stuff off your plate. So whether that be like bringing someone on for a project to like, get all of your stuff organized so you can be more productive and and do the stuff that you do have to do faster. Okay, sure. Is it bringing on assistance to take on tasks that are just taking you too long to, you know, complete every day that aren't necessary? Do that. But we were hit with like I it's not even a plateau. It's like a freaking brick wall that just hit it us was, in the face. It was it was a train and I It was think- a train. It because it was it wasn't only a financial plateau. It was like everything all at once. It was yeah. like health problems, baby, financial stagnant stagnantism. I don't know if that's a <laughs> word. I don't think it's a word. Stagnativity. I don't know. But literally, guys, the first couple months of this year, I'm going to be totally honest, were very scary for us. Uh huh. Uh-huh. We, I mean, granted, if you look at our numbers, y'all like, what's wrong with making 10K a month? But Nothing. we were but... we were scared because mm-hmm. we had hired and we were doing things, but it just was like, it felt a little broken. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're like, what's going to change? And then somehow everything changed. Uh, everything. <laughs> everything changed. Mm-hmm. And it's been amazing so like a wild ride thank god for the second half of the year we can make up for the first half right exactly but i think the the key the one mindset of this so those were like very tactical things and mistakes and roadblocks but the one mindset of of this piece is you know we we teach you to 
what's your MVP? What's the thing you can get out right now? What's the marketable skill that you have right now? Especially if you're trying to leave a nine to five, especially if you want to take your creative passion full time, what's the thing right now that you can put up for sale on your website, launch it and do it, right? We just walked you through all of that. Be profitable, yeah. Be profitable, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I still stand behind that. It's what we did. It's what we've seen so many people be successful at and then pivot. The, the key is that pivot. The key is to not live in that, okay, what can I do right now to get money in the door right now mentality and instead focus on the bigger prize and instead lay the foundation for a better future. Instead of chasing paid invoices invoices and cash dollars and clients coming in right now and just like getting it in, getting it in, getting it in, like it's a revolving door, like taking a breath and figuring out if those things that you're saying yes to right now are going to help set you up for better stuff in six months, in nine months, in a year. Yeah. We, we spent so much time present focused. Mm-hmm. We were in the now. We were doing what we needed to do to get through the week, to get through uh-huh. the month, to just get by, to make sure we were getting paid. That and- was in that two launches a month <gasps> strategy. And it was in the constant hustle of getting something in front of people and selling something and then moving on to the next thing. There was never a pause of figuring out, okay, A, do we want to create something new? Or B, like, do we just want to restructure how this thing is delivered and how can we do that? We never had that opportunity. Because we never came up for a breath of fresh air. Because we chose not to. Yeah. And so if we can have you do anything... Yes. You have to. A, I mean, obviously, you need to live in the present a little bit. But it was like, we were so focused on living the way we were just right now. And we were moving on to the next thing. But we couldn't even perfect the thing we were doing at the moment. So it was like we'd start a thing and it was good enough and then we'd launch it and then we were like already on to the next thing. But it wasn't like on to the next thing with like six months down the road in mind. It was like on to the next thing because that's what we need to get paid in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that that we really were in a funk around this mindset shift and this shift of just doing business because we could see other course creators only launching a handful of times throughout the year or having really mega launches when they did launch or just seeming not as stressed while they were launching and it was more fun for them and it became stressful for us and and wearing us out and exhausting for us and we did not understand how other people were able to like literally take a month or more off from create from launching something not working but launching something because those are two very completely different types of work you're either launching or you're like pausing and creating and like building your foundation we could never do that stuff because we were constantly launching And so we really had to take a good, long, hard look at literally how we were doing our business. And we've talked about this before of how our launching model has changed, but I encourage you to do the same thing. It doesn't matter what you're selling products, like especially you product people, like what is the next thing I can create? What's the next thing I can put up in the shop? I want like 20 more listings and looking at what you have right now. 
How can you restructure what you currently have? Make it bigger, make it better, bundle it. Work on your descriptions, work on how you talk about the things, like do new photos of your products and relaunch them like they're a brand new thing so you don't have to create something new. Like what can you do differently to what with what you already have instead of doing the same thing you've been doing with a new item? So much good stuff in there, God. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it, guys. It's not, I mean, it's really not that hard. None of this is hard. And that's the thing. It, being in business is, it's crazy. Like, y'all have to be crazy to do it. But ultimately, it's not hard. It just takes consistent, confident work. And you have to be mindful of where you're going. And mm-hmm. it's like, Hello, like what a novel idea. Mm -hmm. I I need a new word. I keep saying novel and I'm really frustrated by it. But guys, you just really, I want you to get clear on where you want to be. Yep. I think another thing, a tactical item that I don't know how it took us long, this long to create these things because they are such a pivotal part of our business now. Yeah, they're like (laughs) the main part of our business. Uh Yeah, you know, creating workflows and processes with the things that we do every day in our business. Huh. You mean... You should see her face. (laughs) You mean if I create a process and a workflow of something that I do all the time, I'm going to be spending less time wondering if I'm forgetting a step and more time doing other things because I've, I'm already done with the tasks that I was supposed to be doing. You mean you mean that's what's going to happen? What? She's shaking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We took, I know we've said this before, but I'll say it again. We took our pre-webinar process. So y'all know we love us some webinars. And the entire setup process, everything connecting, the emails written, all the boxes, landing pages, everything done. Like we put that puppy in a process, in a checklist. It used to take me over three hours, like four hours, to do that process every time we wanted to run yeah, a webinar. Yeah, it was like, if we had that on the to-do list for the it day, was all it was I was like, doing. yeah, I was like, it was it. So we like, made the checklist, and we made the process, and I bet you a handful of times after following the checklist and doing it, guess how much time I got it down to? How much, Emily? 15 minutes. What? What? I know. 15 minutes. And I haven't started a pre-webinar process in a couple months. And I just recently did it for the webinar that we're hosting here pretty soon. And it took me maybe 30 minutes because I like hadn't been doing it for a while because I was doing them twice a month before. But I opened up that old checklist and I was like, oh yeah, check, check, check. Oh, can go do that. Instead of sitting here saying, okay, now what comes next? I could just see it and it was there for me. Yeah. Amazing. We still need to create more of them, even though we love them so much. Right. It's just, it's so funny how you can get so focused on work that you don't think to create your workflow. Exactly. Spend the time to do this. Seriously, it will pay off so much. I wish we had done it like a year before. Oh, Eat more than. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a workflow for my life when I was like a child. I 
I, mean, I need I, a workflow for my life right now. Just my life. Just your life. Well, just post up a giant checklist in my hallway and say, okay, what do I need to do to live today? <laughs> well, you need to make a lot of bottles and you need uh-huh. to do a lot of laundry and you need to do a lot of dishes, but you'll survive. It's fine. Penelope will grow up and it'll just get worse. <laughs> Thank you for that. Just You're so encouraging. No, I'm joking, sort of. Not really. It'll just get more complicated because then she'll have soccer practice and dance, or she'll be super uncoordinated and not do either of those. But here's the thing. You tend to get really familiar with where you're at, and you forget that you're the CEO of your company. And you call yourself a designer or a photographer or a calligrapher or a wedding planner or a florist or whatever. And you literally won't even bother giving yourself the title CEO because you feel like either you don't deserve it or that's literally not what you're doing. You are not Mm -hmm. running your company. You're letting your company run you. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you have to be in charge. Yeah. I'm honestly flabbergasted by how many people struggle with this piece because, you know, the, the questions that we see pop up in the group or people's frustrations or whatever, when they don't want to hire out or they're still doing these tasks so they don't have time to do bigger picture stuff and bigger strategy stuff, it's confusing to me that y'all would take the time to create a business mm-hmm. and kind of build the foundation mm-hmm. and get it off the ground and then... All you want to do is continue to be the employee of your business instead of the CEO. Being the CEO is pretty fun, y'all. It's pretty fun. And I mean, we're still figuring it out. I'm not saying you have to have it perfect like right now and that you're just going to know what that role looks like. That goes back to that piece of like being confused about what you truly need to be focusing on. But I just want you asking yourself that question. And I want you being proactive about getting in the CEO seat again, because when we first start these businesses, like I said, we're the head of all of those departments and the head of all those departments can't also be the CEO. That just doesn't work like that. But you need to figure out that transition. You need to figure out how you can give your notice to the head of marketing, right? Or the head of customer service or the design department or whatever. Like, when can you give your notice and what is that transition going to look like? I don't want you as just the employee of your business anymore. I want you running the show and I want you calling the shots. And I feel like a lot of you want that too. You just don't, you just don't know how to, to wrap your head around that idea of you not doing all of the tasks. Yeah. You're just used to what you're used to. Like you got comfortable, you got familiar, whatever it is you started your business for, like, You generally start your business because you like doing the work of X job. Like, I like to make jewelry. I like to design business cards. I like to whatever, fill in the blank. And so you start the business because you like that job. Mm -hmm. But running a business is generally like 80% not that job. Yeah. 
maybe yeah. even ninety percent. It's right for all of you. Like yeah. I bet there are a lot of you who are just like, nope, I'm good being the employee. I'm good doing these tasks. Like it's going to be here. I'm talking to the select few of you who want something bigger. And I'm not saying it has to be six figures. You can be the CEO of a smaller company like that. Like money has nothing to do with it. But what do you want your role to be? And I feel like a lot of you think that you want to always be the employee. Like I want to always make the jeweler and I want to always, you know, design these things and I want to always take these pictures, but you're also like learning over here, blogging strategy and like Instagram strategy. Well, if you're the employee, then that's not your job to learn those things. So why are you doing it? So like truly, like what do you want to be doing in your business? What role do you want to be playing? Ask yourself that. Deep stuff right there. Get real with it. Get real. <laughs> Get All right. real. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.